What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Jelena King on today's episode. You guys probably are very familiar with that name because she has been on before. Her last episode was actually episode 40. So I'm so excited to just kind of see where we left off, what's all happened since then. Jelena, I'm just going to toss it at you. Fill us in on everything that's been going on. Okay. Hi, Shelly. Um, it's been quite a year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) Yeah, so we left off, our last episode was recorded on May 11th, and I remember that because that was the day after my little, my youngest son's birthday, and so I didn't know it at the time of recording, but I was pregnant again, so that was a third cycle in a row, Um, and for those of you who haven't listened to my previous episode, it took two and a half years to conceive our first pregnancy. So this was not something that we expected at all. Um, so I was pregnant again and I found out, I don't know, I guess it would have been a few days after that, but I was having this back and forth with my lines and they weren't getting darker and all these things. So, um, I think it was May 23rd. I called my facility. I was just like, I have to do something. Like I just, I've been sitting at home going through, I had had two miscarriages already that year. And, um, I just felt like I had to do something. And so I called my facility and I'm like, this is what's going on. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, I hate making phone calls. And so this, that was a big thing for me to even get to the point to call anybody and like have them do something. But I was like, if this is another miscarriage, I want it on record, so I'll just let them know. So anyway, I um, told them kind of what was going on, and she's like, well, what do you want us to do? And I'm like, I don't know, I guess blood, some kind of blood work or something. And she said, well, we can get your HCG and your progesterone done. And I'm like, perfect, let's do it. So the 24th, um, it was actually the day of a funeral of the son, my friend's son died in a car accident. And it's the same day of my mom's birthday who also died in a car accident. And so I really struggled with whether or not to go. And I just decided to go to the hospital and go ahead and get my blood work done. And it was just like, it was too much for me to be there at that that funeral on that day. Um, So we went to the hospital, got my blood drawn and then we just went to Barnes and we took our boys to Barnes and Noble and had some lunch there, had some Starbucks, just kind of made a day of it. We were walking around and finally I got an email with my results. Um, and my HCG, I should have been about four weeks that day. So my HCG was seven and my progesterone was 0.7. Um, and I know enough to know that that was not good at all. And I was like, well, it's not a zero, zero, but it's, this is, this is done. Um, so no one ever called me with those results. Actually, (laughs) I feel kind of bad about that, but, uh, yeah, I don't really remember any emotion attached with that. I was just like, all right, I have my answer. 
and that like next weekend was Memorial Day. My dad had a barbecue and I was like still miscarrying at that time and I thought, wow, this at this point, miscarriage is kind of just an inconvenience. Um, and I really hated to think of it that way, but I could only spend so much time curled up on the couch and like not functioning. Like I had two young kids and it was coming on summer and there were events happening. And so we went to the barbecue and had a, I, and I had fun. I, you know, smiled and laughed and it was just such a weird, weird place to be in. Um, and so I think I had probably an RE appointment after that. Um, don't really, it was March, April, May was all kind of a blur. I know at that point, somewhere in there, I, we found out that my husband's male factor infertility had resolved. He had like way increased um, fertility numbers since 2014 when we got our infertility diagnosis. Um, but we decided not to go on birth control. We decided like, there's no way we're going to get pregnant four cycles in a row because <laughs> we already got pregnant three cycles in a row. And um, yeah, on June 20th, 23rd, 21st, I found out I was pregnant again. And it was um, an anniversary. It was the four year anniversary of finding out about my very first pregnancy. It was the first day of summer. Um, my cycle would have started on May 24th, which was my mom's birthday. Um, and then I had conceived on my Nana's birthday. My Nana died a few years ago. And then my due date was just a few days off the, the one year anniversary of the miscarriage I had in March, 2019. So it was one of those things where everything lined up and it just felt really, redemptive and I didn't want to go to this like oh this one's meant to be place because I've been there and it's really disappointed but yeah so I am due now um March 3rd and so I'm 31 weeks everything's going really well he's super active we have a name picked out it's a third boy um so that's all going really well physically and mentally I've kind of struggled. Um, I've had a couple panic attacks, which since my first miscarriage in 2015, I've had like one or maybe two a year. And I had already had one in like earlier in 2019 and I had two just in November. Um, so I decided to meet up with a midwife who specializes in mental health and so I I was I guess I was kind of hoping for a diagnosis like I did self screenings for um, PTSD and I've talked to several people who have been diagnosed with PTSD as a result of miscarriage and or infertility um, and they're like yeah that's what it sounds like and so um, I did like a self-screening and I scored high on that and everything. So I decided to talk to a midwife about it. She specializes in perinatal mood disorders and she said, well, you have qualities or characteristics of PTSD. And I'm like, well, what does, what does that mean? Like if I have qualities of it, is that not it? But I didn't get like an official diagnosis or anything. So I'm like, what do I do with that information? I, I just, I feel like I'm always kind of falling through the cracks for help because it's like, well, you're struggling, but you're not struggling enough. 
for us to offer you anything. Um, but it's like, I'm operating at an A minus and I could be an A plus. And so that's kind of where I am mentally. And that's frustrating. Um, I think I'm probably going to look into um, finding someone who specializes in complex PTSD because that's kind of a newer diagnosis and that's the one that would be related to like recurrent pregnancy loss. And I actually wanted to share a resource um, with you guys because someone pointed this out to me and it's, a, it's called Postpartum Support International. And so it's a resource for perinatal mental health, and it includes um, loss and grief support, including pregnancy, infant, and child loss. And it also includes um, support, support and resources for adoption um, and birth mothers. And so they have a text line and mental health screens for like postpartum depression, PTSD, uh, things that you can get not just with a live birth, but also with um, pregnancy loss and having, you know, those same hormonal mood shifts and like you're physically giving birth really. So, um, and they have a pro provider directory where you can find uh, local providers who specialize in perinatal mood disorders, pregnancy. So those are pregnancy or postpartum mood disorders. Um, so yeah, I'm looking into that. That's kind of where I am mentally, physically, and just waiting waiting to see which month this baby wants to be born in. Sorry to interrupt today's episode, but we are sponsored by Fairhaven Health, and I learned a little something from them that I want to share with you guys. One in five couples will experience infertility, and in about 45% of those cases, male factor infertility is at play. Our friends at Fairhaven Health have formulated the perfect product to help both men and women get the supplements they need in order to conceive. FH Pro is a patented non-prescription antioxidant-based supplement made with ingredients well-studied for their role in supporting fertility like vitamin E, COQ10, zinc, and more with over 25 ingredients total. Each fertility supplement is formulated with ingredients studied to exactly what men and women need to optimize their fertility health. It also helps avoid the mini bottles of supplements on your bathroom counter. Learn more about FH Pro for men and women by visiting fairhavenhealth.com or using the link in today's show notes. Not to mention they're giving us all a 10% discount using the code LAM, L-A-M. And thank you for supporting the sponsors that support our show. Now let's get back to it. Yeah, that's so exciting. And thank you for sharing <laughs> that resource because I feel like a lot of us are kind of stuck in this like... Uh, like we can diagnose ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I always say, P yeah, I always say PTSD, but I've never been actually diagnosed with it. Um, yeah. But I'm like, but it, that's what it is. You know, like, it's, it's there's like, no other wanna, explanation like, for it. Right. I don't want to use it for like, I guess out of like respect and consideration for the ones who have actually mm -hmm. been diagnosed and are undergoing treatment and stuff. But like I said, I've talked to people who have, specifically infertility and miscarriage related PTSD and they're getting treatment and I'm like okay I have qualities of it so like I have the symptoms of this thing but you're saying I don't have this thing mm -hmm. like I didn't get a definitive answer so yeah. I'm like okay I, I'm not wanting to have PTSD I'm just wanting help for what I'm experiencing yes. yeah and she's kind of um I guess I kind of wanted to mention too she was explaining that because I'm like okay what do I do what can I do to get 
to a better place. Like I'm so frustrated with where I am and these triggers that I'm having that I'm realizing are actually affecting my daily life and my relationships. And I know this is not my normal. And so I'm like, okay, I'm frustrated. What can I do? And she was like, well, she explained that with pregnancy, there's the hormones and like, you're like pregnant women are naturally more anxious and we're, we're designed to be that way and to want to be in a safe place and okay is this situation safe is this person safe so we're naturally more anxious just being pregnant and with our hormones and then with Mm -hmm. the drop in hormones after birth she said we're really um we're like mama bear mode and like really protective and stuff so she kind of explained like with the hormones happening right now there's not really much for me to do or much for me to expect for myself uh, which is frustrating because mm-hmm. it's like kind of discouraged. Like on one hand, it's encouraging because it's like, all right, I can kind of maybe relax on myself a little bit. And on the other hand, it's discouraging because it's like, well, what now? now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm pregnant now and then I'm going to be postpartum and then I'm going to be breastfeeding for like a year and like, who knows what's going to happen in the next year as far as conception or trying to conceive or whatever. And so, like, how long am I going to be like this? I'm always going to be hormonal. I'm a woman. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. I, I'm not I'm not done pursuing help for, for that, that's for sure. Yeah. Definitely Good. a lesson in advocating for myself. Yes, for sure. <laughs> well, I'm so excited. You're 31 weeks. You're in the third trimester. That's really yes. good news. With your third boy, which is amazing. Oh and yeah, I I'm just so happy for you and I appreciate you. you jumping on and giving some hope to the Lamb fam. We really appreciate it. You know that I always ask at the end of every episode, if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, okay. So I think, let's see, I kind of have two on my mind, but I think as far as where I am now, pregnancy after loss, just taking it day by day and not not looking for not looking back I know we just passed New Year's in like a time of reflection and everything I did not reflect on 2019 I was like yeah this year sucked let's keep going so just not looking back at the past and not um I mean not even like I haven't even really looked forward to milestones and I'm not like okay I just have to make it to this day I'm just like all right today I'm pregnant I'm good. What can I do to like enjoy my pregnancy as long as it's here? And I think also having a prepared response for when people ask, are you excited? Because I feel like that's really triggering and brings up a lot. Um, and I've gotten it a lot. And that's the thing that's like, well, how, okay, who is this person? What is my relationship with them? How much time do we have? <laughs> what can I share with them? So just having a response that's like, I'm not there yet, but I feel hopeful, or I'm just taking it day by day, or actually, I'm really scared. And just knowing that you don't, you don't have to let everyone know all your details, but you also don't have to keep all those thoughts that are going to replay in your head when people ask these questions, you don't have to keep that all to yourself. You can let on that, like, no, this pregnancy has not been easy for me and I'm not excited and I don't feel guilty about that because it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a really good tip because that happened to me a lot too. When I was pregnant with Ryan, I remember we had our, we had our diaper dump and 
at a time where you should be excited, right? And mm-hmm. someone was like, oh, are you so excited? And I think, I think I said yes, but they could see it in my face. Uh-huh. And she was like, you don't seem very excited. And I feel like I got really awkward and didn't know how Wow, to way to call me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Like, even with my first son, my first son, I had in quotes only had the one miscarriage and we had been trying for three years and like yeah I was I mean I was ready and I still can't even say that I was excited I still can't say that I got to a point in my like first full-term pregnancy where I was excited and I just I don't know it's like I have a a bond with my baby when I'm pregnant in that I really like miscarriage really devastates me and I've named all my babies and I have things for all of them and all these things but as far as like feeling like oh I'm so in love with my baby I just can't get there when I'm pregnant and I just kind of give it's myself a guard. yeah yeah mm-hmm. for sure so I mean yeah I like I love being a mom I love staying at home with my boys I feel like I feel like I'm not doing enough work because it's not like I'm not miserable enough being at home with them or something, but (laughs) yeah, I really enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it and I'm ready, but excited is just not where I'm at. Yeah. I love being a mom. I hate being pregnant and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you so much. If somebody wants to reach out, where's the best way to do so? Um, so I'm definitely on Instagram at this site of if, um, and then I'm on Facebook also I've been hanging out lately in our new motherhood after infertility Facebook group. So anybody out there been through infertility, recurrent miscarriage, and now has babies, we know that infertility and miscarriage doesn't end with the two pink lines. And so you're welcome to come join us there too. Awesome. I will go ahead and I'll link both of those in the description of this episode. Thank you so much, Jelena. And I wish you the best of luck in these last few weeks for you. And yeah, keep me posted. I'll be watching. That sounds so creepy. I'll be watching. I'll be watching. I'm I'm watching you. So I'm creeping right back at you. And congratulations to you too. Thank you. Okay. We'll talk soon. Okay. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Take myself, take my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.